Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Alright, welcome to the show. Um, season finale. I'm here, Keith Razor, with my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee. Hello out there, everyone. Uh, Alan's playing with a laptop, and I have no idea why. It's not like we need it when we're on a show. But no, I wanted uh, to have it on tonight. Because mm. I wanted to keep track of uh, facts and figures. You don't, you don't mind? Uh, well, we really, truly don't need it. I find it very, very, uh, very rude because oh, you've never here. used it before. I wanted to experiment. You know how we were, we were experimenting for the second season? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if a laptop would fit on this table. All right. Well, we experimented, and now, Okay. Uh, so last week, man, that was uh, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, man, it, it was exciting. Um, you know, I just it, w- it was insane. It was just crazy. And I gotta say, man, that uh, the Love Master uh, just was an experience. I learned so much. We had Craig Shoemaker, the Love, Love Master. Master, baby. Yeah, Love Master. That was a great show. Incredible. But tonight we have a great show. We have the great Mike Young calling in. And uh, for those who don't know, Mike is a phenomenal stand-up comedian. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central, Live Up to Gotham, uh, The Late Late Show with Craig yeah. Ferguson. Ferguson, is that his name? Craig Ferguson is it. Ferguson. The late Show. Yeah, and he's written two movies, and he has a new movie yeah. coming out called A Stand-Up Guy, mm-hmm. starring mm-hmm. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. And comes out next week in the movie yeah. theaters, and he wrote and directed and, it. Uh, yeah. Michael Rappaport is in it, uh, and he was also in the last film that... Uh, Mike uh, directed. Oh yeah, so it's going to be cool because um, Alan was always like, yeah. "Oh, we need to get uh, mm-hmm. directors and stuff." I did, and I uh, said that to you. Little trivia mm-hmm. note for yeah. true Razor Riff fans: oh. uh, We tried to get Mike Young on it the yeah. first season. Does anyone? Do they get a prize? Uh, you can call in, and we'll give you uh, free tickets. To no, 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 you can't call in because Mike Young is calling it. Other oh no no no! We don't yeah. want, we don't want the line. To we do not want you guys sorry to call in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was a technical. Remember, you know, remember show. last time someone called in and it ended up being my mom. I th- yeah, I th- she's sweet. She really cares. Oh, she is she sweet. She cares. She's, she's still... worried. She was worried about you. Yeah, man. No. And we got some great questions from yeah. Mike Young, and it's the season finale. But uh, I just wanted to take this moment to thank our guests this season. Uh, Dittos. Fred Stoller, uh, Jeff Richards. Stephen Trevino, uh, Debbie Gutierrez, Bobby I, Slayton, mm-hmm. Bill Dwyer. Man, that was a fun episode. Debbie. Uh, Argus Hamilton, another great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Ron Lynch. Yes, thank you, Ron. Ron Lynch, and then Norm MacDonald. And who, Ron, Ron had me on his show uh, at midnight, and I performed for Ron in the crowd. It was wonderful. All right. And we had Norm MacDonald. That was a great episode. Yeah. And then Craig uh, Shoemaker, and now uh, Mike Young, who is calling right now. Debbie Gutierrez. Whatever. Hey, what's going on, Mike? What's up, buddy? How much? Thanks for doing the podcast, buddy. Thanks a lot, Mike. No, Appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, we, we, we tried to get you last year, but yeah. you were filming the, this movie that we're about to talk about. Busy Man. Yeah. 
So, yeah, bro, filming a movie is not easy at no, all. No, Podcasts no. do not come into, uh, <laughs> into play very often. I, I thought they would. I even yeah. tried to like get my own going last year, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just be able to do my podcast at the end of shooting. Yeah. Hell no. I was in bed at 8.15. Yeah, shoot, man. I, that's a yeah. rough. Yeah, Mike, this is Alan Lee, the co-host of the... Hi, Mike. <laughs> How are you? Mike sounds like a very nice guy. Sometimes they come after me, Mike. Yeah. I don't even know why, but he's not in the studio. Yeah. If you were in the studio, the the guest usually chokes Alan to death. They try to. Well, that's, that's, you know, let's not go into that. Would he be creeping me out like he sounds like he is right now? No, no. Come on. See, here we go. Here we go. See, they, I kind of, I thought about this. I kind of wondered. Yeah. So, um, what's going on? Not much. Yeah, man. So, Mike, uh, we we uh, we have your film coming out next week. It's called A Stand Up Guy, right? A Stand Up Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell us a little about the film. I will. I will. The uh, I wrote and directed it. It's uh, starring Michael Rappaport, Danny A, Abacasser, Ethan Suplee. Uh, Jay Ferguson from Mad Men, Nick Cordero, Tony-nominated actor. Wow. Bob Saget yeah. is in it, and uh, he plays a hilarious like redneck country singer that's heartbroken. And it's a comedy. It's my second comedy, and it comes out Tuesday, um, and it hits theaters and iTunes on demand. So... I'm just uh, we're just starting like the whole promotion machine is starting right now, but it's about a gangster that goes into the witness protection program, and while he's in the program on a dare, he does stand up one night, and obviously he, it's not a good idea to become famous when you're in the witness protection program. <laughs> and so, as he's in the program, he starts to become popular while the mob's trying to get him, and so obviously mayhem ensues after that. And I'll let you watch it to. To see how that unfolds. Yeah, well, it sounds very interesting. I saw yeah. the trailer and uh, I I noticed Bob Saget in the commercial, and uh, it was really yeah yeah it was really funny. Saget's hilarious. Yeah, you're actually on tour with Bob Saget right now, aren't you? Yeah, Bob and I are touring. Yep, we got uh we just did Ontario, Detroit, Chicago, and then we've got uh we've got uh, West Palm. What do we got? We got West Palm, Boston. Um, couple casinos and uh yeah probably six more cities coming up so we're just going to keep uh keep telling jokes and pubbing the movie and uh hopefully it's just kick off a strong year now i had a question because like i actually uh i wrote a movie and it took me about seven months to write it and that's just the first draft you know i'm still doing the edits for the second draft how long did it take you to write this movie this movie, I was under a contract to write it within three months. So 12 weeks is my first draft. Mm-hmm. And that's usually kind of like the standard. And so I try to go into like a five to 10 page discipline, you know, goal per day. And then I'll turn in the first draft after three months and then get the notes from the producers and then start to, you know, then start to just fine tooth comb it. Yeah. But it generally, I, it, it depends, man. Sometimes I can knock out a script in like two weeks mm-hmm. if I'm flowing, you know? And then I have to go back, obviously, and it could take up to literally a year mm-hmm. of, you know, of changes and tweaks and this and that. But to get a first draft down, you know, I can I can bang it out pretty quickly, you know, 12, eight, 12, 8 to 12 weeks confident that I can get a good first draft in. 
Yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's a it's a hell of a process, man. But like, it ain't easy. Do do you like writing films? Because like, I find it very peaceful. I mean, I know it's stress and stuff, but it's very. Uh, I think it's very peaceful when you're writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love writing. I actually enjoy the process of writing. I love when I dive in, and then next thing I know, I'm fully just. I, I look up, and it's two hours later. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's. I love being in that zone. It's yeah. to me. It, I, I, it, it's almost as I, I love it almost as much as I love stand up. Yeah. You know, I really do love the process of writing. I've always written, even when I was a kid, I was writing, and uh, so yeah, it's a it's a wild process, man. But one I definitely love, especially when I love the project. Yeah. I've done projects as a work for hire that I didn't love, and that's always tough. But like when you love the subject and you love your characters, you just want to get down with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I mean, how many movies have you written? Uh, this is my third. This is my third production. This is I wrote a movie called Grounded, starring Aaron Paul and Jeff Daniels. That will be out later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote My Man Is a Loser, starring Stamos, Brian Callen, and Rappaport. That came out last July. Yeah, I, I actually saw that on. It was in the Red Box. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, and it's it's doing great. It's on iTunes and Amazon and all that. That, that movie's doing really well right now in the uh, in the on demand world. Yeah. And uh, so I wrote I wrote and directed that as well. And then this is my third movie to go into production. And uh, I'm just writing away, bro. People are they're calling me to to write, so I'm I'm enjoying it yeah. while I can. Wow. Do Do you like uh, which one? Do you prefer doing like? Uh, directing like do you enjoy directing more than writing because because it's your your art you know what i mean so you could do whatever. yeah i mean i, I love i love directing it's uh it's really physically exhausting just because you're up or you know when you're directing it you are 24 7 you know what i mean you're out you're on it 24 7 so i love writing it and i love directing it but yeah directing is it's a different brain it's, it's a different brain you're using mm-hmm. so you know, I'm re- I'm doing rewrites every single night because I'm directing it, and you know, I do love directing. It's it's a blast, man. It's 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 a rush because the same zone that you're in for writing, you're in it directing yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. you look up and the day is gone, and you just made 75 decisions, talked to 100 people, mm-hmm. you know, you know, directed your actors, yeah. set up shots. It's 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 heavy, man. It's heavy. It's heavy. Let but me I, ask you. I love it. I love, and I'm learning. I'm still learning a ton. You know, only directed two movies, but I'm uh, I am in full learning mode. And uh, you know, directing this movie got got a lot easier than directing My Man Is a Loser. Yeah, oh, really? number one because it was a smaller budget, but number two, just I just knew so much sure. more. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. What you know when you work yeah. with. Uh, excuse me. When when you work with actors and uh, you yourself being a stand up and the actors are comedic. Uh, it's, it's amazing the process that you must go through because uh, you're writing for actors and you know their persona. And I can see the creative element in that. And you said it was like writing. Uh, you, you find that you, you're, you're really working with uh, comedic actors and, and adjusting to their persona and working with them because you have to know them, just like a fellow comedian. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, for for comedy especially, like yeah. knowing Brian Callen, knowing yeah. Michael Rappaport, knowing Stamos from My Man Is a Loser, I started to really write towards their personas because they were all individually yeah. so funny and did things real, you know, specific to their personalities. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I, I I knowing I've known Callen for years, and I looked at it very simply, like all I'm doing is uh, my story's locked. I know the yeah. story. Next step is be funny and and entertain. Yeah. And when you got guys that are that high level funny, like Callen and Rappaport, sure, sure. I started to write towards their natural personality yeah. because they're just you know they're hilarious sure. and Rappaport. You know, he's he's on another level. Yeah. He's one of the most yeah. talented dudes I've worked with. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mike, I I have a question. What is it like uh, directing your boss? Because technically, Bob Saget is your boss because you tour with him and you're directing. <laughs> it's kind of funny, man, because we don't have a boss. You know, a boss uh, employee relationship. Uh. It's it's so he's like he's my boy, man. Like. I put him in the movie while we were we were already on tour, and I, t- I told him, I said, Bob, this is going to sound crazy, but I think I have a really fun little part for you in my new movie. He's like, it's cool, and I like the writing. Yeah. I'll do it. And so he loved the part I gave him, and we just, you know, I, I, I was only, uh, I don't even like to say I'm the boss, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you are the boss as a director, <laughs> but there's so many fucking moving parts, and you got to stay sure. flexible, and you got to, uh, you know, you got to just get along with your people to get the best performance out of them. Yeah. But there's no weird, there's no weirdness on the road because I get, you know, they pay me well. It's a cush gig. You know, when yeah. I'm when I'm with him on the road, he's not he is not bossy at all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you uh, know? but see, like I open up for Norm Macdonald, and like you know, whenever before he goes up, he's always like, oh, make sure you give me water and soda and coffee and. And he'll, he'll, really? Yeah. And I, like right before I bring up, I was like, he's like, and don't bring me up until everyone gets like really loud, and then I'm gonna wait a couple minutes and make you do it again. And I was, <laughs> so, so like, oh um, yeah, well then he's just torturing you for the hell of it for fun. <laughs> but I mean, but no, I love Norm. I mean, he's one of my best friends. But I was just thinking, like, if I were to direct him in a movie, like, I'm just gonna get him back at everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, oddly enough, I think. Saget directed him in Dirty Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, you're dealing with a guy with a totally different mentality too. Norm is he's out there. Yeah, he's out. You know, so Saget, where Saget's more, you know, I don't know what Norm's upbringing is, but I mean, he's one of the funniest guys in the world. But Ooh, some people, if they don't understand him, uh-huh. I could see, I could see that being a pro- a problem. Yeah, but no, I mean, I. I love it, man, and I love Saget too. I uh, I saw Saget you know, people... at uh, Ontario a couple of years ago, and he just killed it. And the thing is, he's so yeah, dirty. I mean, you, know? you don't get to be, you don't get to work for forty years straight without being something special. So yeah. people could talk shit about Saget; they could say what they want, but the guy's got a gift, and it's no mistake that he's been consistently working for this long in the business. Absolutely, you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's as witty as anybody. He's as sharp as anybody, and when he puts his mind to it, he kills it on stage. So, you know, I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah. It's funny because I've been a fan of most of the people I've been working with, and and kind of like putting in mood. I was a fan of Rappaport's before I ever worked with them, so it was kind of now we're good friends. But it was definitely 
kind of a thing I had to get over. You know what I mean? I had to get over being a fan <laughs> oh, yeah. and now start to be a collaborator. Sure. Oh, I totally understand that feeling because, like, uh, you know, even when I do shows with Tom Arnold, you know, like, I was a huge fan growing up, and now it's like, now that I'm, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm like, a friend, it's like, oh, it's, I own, I understand that feeling, man. It's, it could be. Yeah, and it goes, and it goes both ways because sometimes you're a fan and you meet someone and you go, oh, this person, I don't even want to be friends with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah, that's funny. And that's, that's, that's Hollywood in general. It's like, I look at Hollywood, like, I've met a lot of celebs in Hollywood. I'm like, my boys from middle school are cooler. You know what I mean? <laughs> than some of these dudes that are, like, playing cool on television. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's, that's the truth. Hey, Mike, we have a Twitter question. Uh, how did the Young American Comedy Tour come to be, and is it still in circulation? Um, that's a great question. The Young American Comedy Tour came to be, and it's the literally, I saw the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, then I saw Kings of Comedy, and then I was at the Comedy Store one night, seven, eight years ago, and I looked around, and I looked at my friends, Sebastian, Brett Ernst, Tony Rock, Butch Bradley, uh, Steve Byrne, Burt Kreischer. I looked around and I said, if these guys over there can make millions of dollars on the road right now, then my little crew of friends should be should at least be able to make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, wow. like we're not that far off of funny from these other people. And so I literally just went to everybody. And I said, out of just thin air, because I didn't know what I was going to do, and I never put a tour together before. And I said, I said, I want to put it, we're going to put a tour together. We're going to take pictures. I'm going to call it the Young American Comedy Tour. I'm going to go to the head office of, I'm going to go to the head office of, uh, of the improvs, hmm. and I'm going to ask to get dates. Literally, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I walked into the office, and the head of the improv at the time, the booker, Aaron, she literally gave me eight cities right away. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And so all of a sudden, like, the, the Young American Comedy Tour was born. It was just born right there. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was one of the most amazing things we've ever done. We ran it for three years with interchangeable parts. You know, Brett, Sebastian, Tony, whoever, could, you know, Bobby Lee, Rena Zizi, mm -hmm. they were all on the tour at different cities. Mm -hmm. And it was, I owned the tour. So needless to say, I was exhausted because, as you know, dealing with comedians, I was trying to get everybody to be on the same page as me so that we could have like this multi-million dollar idea, <laughs> but they were fucking lazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like... I was doing all the artwork and I was doing the marketing and, well, you know, sure. I was waking people up for radio and guys were getting in fights on the road. The shit, we had a blast, don't get me wrong. And it was, and it was successful, but it really, it came out of just like an idea that my friends are funnier than everybody else I know. Why are we not on tour working together? Yeah. And I, 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 I always think like comedians, what people don't realize is funny is money in this town. And it's like, if comedians wouldn't have such a, such a every man for himself attitude, then if we came together, we could be forming like camps of like how Apatow's got his camp and Will Ferrell's got his camp. Yeah. And, you know, all these different dudes have their little cliques. Mm -hmm. It's like from stand up comedy, we've got the funniest minds in the game. 
That's true. But yeah. to, to get them disciplined is another beast, you know. That takes a lot more, uh, a lot more preaching than, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. stand-up comedians, I don't think like to listen. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm guilty of that too. You know, like people will say, "Oh, don't do this joke," and then I won't purposely not do it. But it's just I'm so used to doing my act. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that true? Yeah. Then the casting, they, they the casting directors are a little bit tentative about. Uh, a stand-up comedian. Because oh, yeah, they, they're they, a little they, tougher on comedians. You know, and because they say, is this guy going to, like, do his lines, or is he, is he going to break away and improv? Yeah, is did he, you ever get did that? Did you ever get look. that kind of... Well, he just said he had to, had to work with them. So yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Mike, you've gone on auditions before, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. I've, I knew from a law... I've already yeah. known that, like... I knew early on I was not going to make a living by if i had to audition for shit i'm yeah. not a good auditioner Same here. i just i'm not and i don't give a shit enough like i just don't i don't have that mentality of it uh-huh. i'd rather I, i'd rather like you know i used to like i would just read up on directors and writers and guys like mel brooks and the woody allens and they just always they were always making their own thing you know yes those are good and so i just kind of was like i gotta figure out how to just make my own thing and so no. That's where kind of like the entrepreneurial spirit came from. And I still to this day get calls about the Young American Tour all the time. Like William Morris hit me up a year ago. They're like, what's up with this tour? I'm like, that was seven years ago. <laughs> they saw like a picture. They saw a picture of like me, Bobby, right, you know, and the whole crew taking pictures, you know, just like a, a photo shot of us. And uh, he's like, what's up? I want to represent this. I'm like... Well, good luck because everybody's making big money on their own, and you're <laughs> not going to get them. Oh. So, well, you, you should know. you should start it again and bring me on board. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bro. I wish I had time because I love that tour. Like, it's it, it, and it's a great name, you know. I've I've owned the name forever, and you know, believe me, I'm I'm I can't let it die until it fully dies. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, uh, it's like. I was uh, I was at McDonald's today, and Alan Alan was telling me that he saw you live at the live nude comedy club. It was it was a show. It was a it show. Was a, it was a show. Uh, Wait, who said that? Alan, See, the co-host. You know when we were. Oh, you saw me at live nude on uh, Showtime. Yes, on the Showtime. It was at the theater uh, in North Hollywood, on, off of Magnolia in Lancashire. Well, great oh, wow. show. Were you there that night? Uh, you know what? I was. I was. In fact, you'll know I'm there because Brody Stevens was a warm-up comic. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's you know, better than Brody? I love Brody. Oh, he's wonderful. You know, he's, I thought, wow, the, you know, it sounds silly. The comics are not going to be nude. But they they had women that were just, I don't know where they got them. They were just freaking gorgeous. And it was, you know, I thought it was great. The old burlesque, you know, old burlesque did that. So I, I thought, hey, bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, you know that was uh, that was Whitney put that together. Whitney Cummings put You're that kidding. together and asked me to be on it. Wow, I, I, I we saw her there, you know, and uh, I thought, who put this together, you know? And uh, I actually yeah, to... Whitney put it together, wow. and that's where I was like, yeah, Whitney is cool, man. Like oh, I didn't really know her that well. Yeah, I was here yeah. at the gym and before she blew up, and I kind of maybe like hit on her maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know like yeah. what her skill level was, sure. and I didn't find out till later she was such a dope writer and performer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, but she put that whole thing together, and that was kind of I didn't know that. And it was interesting because the owners of the Improv, like Levity Live, they tried to kind of own the Young American Tour at one point, and 
I just, I had nobody schooling me in it, you know? So yeah, yeah. I just didn't, I was like, no, I own it and no one else is going to own it. Mm. Well, obviously, after you say that, you stop getting booked in clubs that the improvs own. So they kind of like put a hold on me for a minute. Yeah. Wow. You know, and they kind of shut it down, to be honest. And, and wow. we started to go to theaters and like we did well in some like Detroit theaters and mm -hmm. Chicago theaters. But it was just too much work for me to do without the support of like a company like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a tough, I'm a tough dude. You know, I'm, I'm hard headed in my own way, too, sometimes. So, you know, there was it's all learning. It's all sure. learning. If I could go back, I probably would have said to Hartman, the owner of the Levity, I probably would have been like, okay, bro, like, let's split it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, so you, and then I probably would have got booked 30 more times. Yeah. I say one of the cool things I love about you is, like, you're a guy who who uh, makes what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, you did stand up. You wrote a movie. You're directing, you know? Any plans of, like, acting in a movie? Oh, yeah. I put myself in both my movies. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, I'm not the star, but like I give myself like fun. Oh no, no, I meant, I meant, I meant the star. I meant the star. Like, have you ever like be a star of a movie? Like, write one where you're. Oh the... yeah, yeah. I would. De I definitely would, man. I definitely would. And I feel like my acting is getting oh, better, and if, if if it's like written naturally for me. Yeah. So yeah, like my next movie, I definitely am going to step up my role in it. Yeah. For sure. Because uh, Mike Binder, Mike Binder used to do that, but he always gave himself small roles, and it's like, you know, if you're, especially if the work is so good and you're directing it, like, give yourself the lead role. You know what I mean? Like Woody Allen. Totally. Uh, well, you know, it's because it's such a business that you gotta also think business. So I have no value, like in the foreign sales market type of thing. Yeah, I, I so, understand that too. You know, I, I don't want to just like. If I if I when I give myself a full starring role, it'll be it'll be um, a real indie budget. You know what I mean? So yeah, that yeah. I'm not like risking millions of dollars of other people's money. Well, that's yeah. great. That be, yeah. You know, not, that's yeah. good advice. But yeah. you know, he's making a very important point. These indie features, you know, I used to do some script supervising, and uh, I yeah. was always amazed at. Uh, some of the kids out of USC and so forth, and it was credit card time for the budget they would combine. I always thought it was sort of funny, you know, because, you know, they had to get the money, and so, you know, yeah. they just pool their credit cards, which I cannot do, yeah. not with mine. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yo, you, yeah, I mean, I, I've been fortunate to get the money from independent finance people. That's great. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, people, they tap out their credit cards oh, for yeah. passion projects, like... I'm, you know, I just got hired to write another film after this one, and some of that money I'm setting mm -hmm. aside because I have a passion yeah. short film that I want to shoot. Sure. So, yeah. whatever you got to do to keep making things, it's like I would. My advice is just make it. Just make something. Yeah. You know, from yeah. talking, auditioning, just go shoot something that you think is good, and if it's good, people will they'll respond. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever just have you ever wanted to like maybe direct someone else's? Uh, work or do you just want to direct movies you've written you know i haven't wanted to direct anyone else's stuff yet but i would but i know that once i took it over i'd also be rewriting it yeah unless i found a script that was so amazing but i'm not against directing somebody else's writing but for now my my path seems like writing it written and directed by you know written and directed by yeah yeah I'm not against it. Yeah, because like on my movie, I have no desire to direct. You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a good thing to know because some people are like, oh, I'm direct, and they just say it because they just say it. Yeah. But they don't realize what it entails. Yeah. So yep. to just say it is like a dumb thing to say if you don't mean it because, you know, you got a lot of people that are dependent upon, you know, you. So I, I, I'm a control freak a little bit, so I love directing, you know? Oh, that's great. And even though you're the director, you still aren't the money behind it. So you still got to deal with the Somebody, studio yeah. or you got to deal with the distribution arm or you got to deal with the finance guys. Yeah. So as much power as I have, believe me, I lost a few strong battles, you know? Sure. Yeah, sure. We got, we got another Twitter question. This has nothing to do with anything, but it's still a Twitter question. You want to, you want me to read it? I mean, you tell me. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of funny. Mike, who do you think is a worse person, Bill Cosby or OJ Simpson? <laughs> People have been riffing on, on both. Well, more current. I'm just like, okay. That's, that's, a, that's a tough, man. That's yeah. a great question. That's the worst person. I've never met either of them. Okay. okay. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm I, just I like, can't even, I can't. No. It's starting to sound like Cosby's actually got more demons. <laughs> you know? But, but, so, but, if we're just going off a crime, I mean, who hasn't wanted to kill somebody? But to, but to be like a consistent sure. date raper, that's oh, got to, that's oh, a little boy, weird. That's I a think. little yeah. weird. Oh. No, it's it's weird because we had a Bobby Slayton on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we we had a Twitter question that had nothing to do with him. And said, Bobby, which film do you think was funnier, Ghostbusters or Candy Shack? And he just gave us the weirdest look. He's like, was that a real Twitter question? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. But, yeah, yeah. You know, people got questions, man. There's, there's, some, there's some wild people out there. I like, I like that you got listeners that are actually talking to us. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, last year we averaged about 500 viewers. Now we're averaging about maybe 3,000. So it's not great, but it's a start, you know? Yo, that's cool, though. I love that, bro. That's, that's great. Yeah, man. That's great. So, um, you gotta start, you gotta, you know, the fun of the whole, the fun of all of it is just building, you know, like I started a podcast, CBS radio offered me a podcast called, uh, to do for myself called stories that need to be told. And I just started telling stories kind of like what we're talking about, you know, just from the ground up stories <laughs> and the fun of all this shit is, and it's so cliche, but like love, dig the journey. It really is the fun of it. I never had more fun in my life than, you know, getting my four buddies to go on the road and tour as the Young American Tour. Like, yeah. you know, hustling for that, negotiating. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Sure. You inspired You know, I, I was just taking whatever money the club offered us. Yeah. So I didn't even know what people got to headline that. <laughs> you know, like I literally didn't. I, I was yeah. overpaying everybody. I probably lost $50,000 that year. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. We made money, but I didn't realize that, like, I was paying everybody, like, 1800 a weekend. Nice. Uh, and I didn't realize that, like, people were getting 1500 to headline. Yeah. So I was, like, overpaying all my dues. And they didn't know either, though. None of us were headliners yet. None of us, none of us headlined. We were all fucking, you know, strong, strong features. Yeah. You know, it was like Sebastian was working with Dice. Brett was doing his thing. I was opening for Saget, and 
or who I, or Joe Rogan at the time. Oh, and so oh, oh wow, it was just we learned it was trial and error, man. You were you were opening up for Joe Rogan? That's cool. Oh yeah, Joe Rogan, bro. He gave me my first major road break. He put me on the road for a year with him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I only met Joe Rogan once, and it was when I was a kid, and it wasn't a great memory, you know, because uh, he was on this show <laughs> called uh, News Radio, and my uncle got like a guest starring, you know, five, five episode on it. So he was the bad yeah. he was the bad guy on the show, and I was like seven or eight at the time, and I collect autographs. And I remember I asked Joe Rogan for an autograph, and I was a kid, you know, and he said no. And I was just like, oh, that kind of... Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, my uncle was a nobody back then, so he didn't really have any power to say, oh, you know, sign an autograph, you know what I mean? And then, like, years later, Joe Rogan's, like, one of the biggest stand-up comedians ever, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I wish I got that autograph, you know? Damn. But, you know, Joe's so wild. He probably had, like, a reason. He's like, listen, kid, you don't want to admire me because if you admire me, then that means you're looking up to me and you don't need to, you need to do your own. Like, he probably had some, he probably oh, had some crazy yeah. idea of why. I can't see him just saying no. Well, he probably had, he's like, yeah, well, you know, you got to keep in mind that this was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he just, you know, I don't know. I just know I was a kid and it was just, you know, when when you're a kid and you ask somebody for an autograph, it it kind of hurts when they say no. Rick Moranis actually said no to me once too. Really? Yeah. So it was like no. Uh, maybe it's your maybe it's your approach. <laughs> well, I did ask Rick Moranis. <laughs> What's your approach? Oh, it's just oh hi. Uh, can I have your autograph? <laughs> That's really really sophisticated. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yo. Groucho Marx always had that thing about like, or I think it was I don't know if it, yeah it was Woody Allen maybe, like he never wanted to meet his heroes again after he asked Groucho Marx for an autograph and he got denied and he said he was like super rude to him yeah and it just kind of it stuck with him forever yeah well see you know what I'm like the hugest John Cusack fan and I had an op- really yeah and I had an opportunity to meet him. And I decided not to because I figured, what if he rejects me too? I would not want to watch Con Air again. <laughs> Damn, man! Now you got like it's like it's like talking, like being scared to approach a girl now. Oh, I'm, I'm terrible at approaching girls, man. I mean, that's so funny. I actually played basketball with Cusack before. Oh, really? Like, oh. Yeah, I actually got into it a little bit with him one time. Oh, tell us the story. I'm. <laughs> I'm curious. We played. We played. He's from Chicago, and I was like, I was performing in Chicago somewhere, and there was like a weird, like a weird. It was summertime. There was like a weird, like rooftop basketball thing. Mm-hmm. And don't ask me why he was there. It was like a health club, and I was checking John Cusack. And I'm from Detroit, so I kind of thought like, yeah, you know, I, I, I could play a little. Hey, Mike, ball. Can, can you hold hey. on to that story? We're getting a call. One second, all right? Sure. All right. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> yes, hello. Hello. Keith. Keith. Oh. Yes, hello. Oh, hey, Brittany. Uh, hold on. Uh, Mike's telling a John Cusack story. One second, all right? Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Mike, you there? Mike? Mike. Mike, you there? Hey, Mike, are you there? Mike. Yo. Oh, okay. So, 
I don't know how to work these. Confu- okay, t- tell us the John Cusack story. So you're playing basketball with him. I mean, it's not really much of a story. We were just playing ball, and like he got a little chippy, uh-huh. and then I got a little chippy, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of like squared off a little bit. But I heard he was like a karate expert or some weird shit. Yeah. And, but I'm from Detroit, so I don't really believe in karate experts in a street fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so... Nothing happened, luckily. He, he he ended up being a nice guy. Oh, he was a nice guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he actually wasn't bad. Yeah. Was he a good... Was not, he a a good great, not a great basketball player. That was going to be my question, yeah. A lot of these guys no. are good basketball yeah, players. Yeah, right, right. So, are you pretty good? I got to be honest, bro. I'm a solid ball player. Yeah? Solid ball... Yeah, I mean, I played summer leagues in Detroit, and, you know... A lot of my friends are kind of like high-level athletes yeah. over there. So, yeah, I'm, I grew up playing sports. All You know, oh. my dad was an athlete, played football in Arizona. Uh-huh. My brother played Division One. Uh-huh. Well, we, we got a call from... Yo I, yo, I actually have a call. Can you hold on one sec? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. All right, hold on one sec. Let's yeah. figure this out. This is great. We're getting... Hey, Brittany, are you still there? Uh, yep. All right. Do you, have, do you have any questions for the great Mike Young? Um, no. No. <laughs> I, I yo, you know what? I don't. Yo, I don't even know how to work my phone. So forget my forget my call. Oh, I don't even that was a good answer. Like my that. own phone. That's amazing. He's gonna say that so, so, Mike, my my friend on Facebook uh, is calling a number, and I picked up, and she's like, "Oh, I really wanted to say hi, Mike, to Mike Young." So she's on the phone. She wants to say hi to you. S- say hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm great. Just podcasting away. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, on our pod night. <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right, we got one last question <laughs> for you, Mike, and uh, then we'll let okay. you go. First of all, thanks so much for doing it, man. Yes, man. Hey, no problem. I, I know. Bro. Well, he's thanks got for a having me. You know, business. I appreciate you talking about the movie. We're excited. Yeah. Oh. You know, comes Great. out in a week, so it's kind of like a crazy. It's about to be a crazy week. I'm, a, be, I'm actually going to go see it. Is there a premiere somewhere? Well, I mean, I well, no, but there's going to be a preview at the ArcLight on Tuesday night. Oh. I'll try to get you a, a ticket over oh, there. That's pretty sweet. Oh. oh, that would be sweet. Keith, just email. Hit me with your email again. Uh-huh. I'll try to figure that out. I'll oh, that's very happens. nice. You but otherwise, it's iTunes. You know, yeah. on demand sure. at night. Sure. Uh, oh, that would be cool. I would love to go if that's I'm great. free. Yeah. Man. All right, Mike, so one last question. Yes, sir. Uh, are, are you going to be, this movie, uh, a stand-up guy, do you play one of the stand-up comedians? No, I play a prisoner oh, who's, waiting at, who, who, who's telling jokes in the jail cell <laughs> when, our guy, when our guy gets locked up. Yeah. Well, technically, that's kind of the same thing, right? You're playing a jokester. Yeah, I mean, yo, you got to start your stand-up somewhere. Why not start in prison? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, anything uh, uh, where the folks at home can reach you at, like Twitter or the Facebook? or the Yeah, yeah, Twitter phone. at Real Mike Young. Real. And Facebook, I don't even know what I am there. I'm just me. All right. But uh, I, check out my podcast, Stories That Need to Be Told. That's going to be on iTunes. Oh. And you can check that out now. And then just check out a stand-up guy next, starting next Tuesday. Go to iTunes, tell your friends about it, download it. It's going to be a fun movie. I promise you'll dig it. And, right. and when are you going to be at the Improv at Brea? 
Um, with Saget at the end of the month, that weekend of the 24th, I'll be with Saget. All right. We'll uh, and I'm, I'm going to put that and, in my uh, calendar and go to a show, buddy. We'll try to swing by. Come on down, for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, Mike, thanks so much for doing it, buddy. You're awesome. Okay. Yeah, Mike. Uh, you got it. Fantastic. Later. Yo, thank you, fellas. Good yeah. luck. We'll, we'll talk. Thanks. That's a great guy. Thank you. Uh, man, that was... Oh, wait. Uh, hey, Brittany, are you still there? Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, she's a comedian. Yeah, she is. You know, you know. I saw I saw Brittany do stand up. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and she was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Brittany, t- oh god, tell do I, I don't know. Oh, no, tell Alan Lee, tell Alan Lee your joke that you did when you did stand up. Oh, what joke? Dude, no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. I'm don't. not fucking up for this. No, <laughs> don't be tell, don't shy. Al Alan's a manager. Tell him the joke. No, He'll no. tell you if you're funny. Oh, I, I don't. He'll tell. Me. Oh no, it's okay. Tell, tell him. I'll let you validate me. Tell I really him. just called to ask you a question. Oh, what? What's the question? I was just gonna ask you to be my Valentine. So. Oh. oh. No. You're sweet. All right. Enough with the cheese. That's so sweet. I would love to be your Valentine. <laughs> there you go. All right. Cool. But right. I can't cook, so I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, that is so sweet. <laughs> that is we Right here is the first. I know. Wow. Valentine's. I would love to. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, cool oh. then. I'll All let you get back to your podcasting. All right. All right. Well, thanks thank for you. calling. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Bye. She's a sweet oh, girl. That's cute. You got these women crawling all over you. Yeah, man, that was cool. We had to end the show a little short because uh, we wanted to say our proper goodbyes for season two. Oh, but let's oh, do it, man. Mike Young, that was awesome. You know, I was so impressed with all, you know. Once again, the, the when they come on the show, they're so generous with their experiences. They, I swear, that it's like a training session. Yeah, and uh, you know, that was amazing. He really talked about what a road. Uh, you know, a, a road trip is. Well, what you talked Ameri- about is, is, is directing. That's what you wanted, right? Yes, and he did. He told me, he, has, uh, he answered my question very clearly about directing comedians. And we know how hard comedians can be to direct. Yeah. And uh, he said that because he knew them so well, even as persons like you and I know each other, so I could sort of direct you. Well, you, you manage me. You kind of do direct no, well, me. I, yeah, I do in a way. Yeah. But uh, I'm not interested in managing you. Let's. I don't want to do that. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm too much of a hassle. Yeah, you're, just, you're just rebellious, and I, I can't do it. And I never it. listen. No, no. It's, it was just, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Other than that, though, we can do, we can do the podcast together. Uh, now, uh, but, you know, what? What you had some great – it was, as always, Keith, you know, this is raise the risk. We don't kid around. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Man. And, um, you know, the the ratings for this season have yeah. been so great, actually. Oh, Please. If you're, you've been a fan of the yeah. show during the whole series, the first season was, you know, okay, this season's been great. Yeah. Very yeah. great. But, you know, I think that people are going back. Yeah, people are going the back. To uh, You know, they, they're, yeah, they are. Because yeah. you know how it's a, a, a well, the show. Well, fir- the first season we had yeah. writers, and then yeah. we were like, oh, that doesn't work because the show's about rifting. You remember that? Yeah, that was interesting. Like w- it was stupid because we'd write we'd write all these jokes. We had we must have had like so many jokes and they yeah. they were. Well, you were running these jokes. It was, it was funny. They they were yeah. funny, but then like when we tried to yeah. rift them, it, it didn't come off as rifting. Yeah. And this season, a lot of people think we have written the jokes, and but we, we actually haven't. No. We haven't written a single joke this We've season. We've been faithful to riffing. <laughs> yeah, and people, you know, and I love it. Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. And then the guests have been huge too. Yeah. And, oh. uh, 
Man, that just made my night, man. We had Mike Young and then uh, that Last girl. Last week, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, the great uh, Love Master. And that, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a great show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Young was, you know, what we, you know, we got, I didn't mean to try to, like, you know, uh, you know, get tickets out of him. I meant that, you know, we're, if there was going to be a premiere. And I, I knew the moment I said that, he generously said, oh, you know, let me see if I get you tickets. That'd be awesome, dude. And if, if no, we, I, didn't, know, I didn't I didn't think I didn't you want, were trying I didn't, to I didn't, get did, You didn't? No. I felt but, that was a little bit. Oh, no, yeah. man. That would be cool, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, but, no, man, no. that was awesome, dude. And the fact that he uh, did this interview when, you yeah. know, he could be doing a Colin Finn, uh Conan or something, you know, really yeah. promoting it. Well, well they, they, you know, it's 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 people come in and they and they just are giving and, uh, uh, you know, that was interesting what you asked about the movie, the the movie. Um, uh, I thought it was John Cusack stand up the stand up guy. Uh-huh. The, oh, go on about the, that. The John Cusack story was hysterical. Like oh, basketball man, you got you got to be like, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but you got to be, you got to be like uh, what. You gotta be black or in very good uh, shape. No, to I've be, never seen play basketball. Yeah, well, I've never because seen it's a, the f- yeah. because it's a game about no, sprints. speed, speed. You know, endurance. And uh, black people are very good at that. You know, the speeding and the, not not like that, but like running back and forth. Like they're so talented at that. And a white person, they run out of breath. Oh, very you, you know, fast. you said you said blind people. That's why I felt. Oh no! Blind people would be horrible at basketball. Yeah, but you said blind. I just yeah, white you, white that would people really throw people. Yeah, off. white white people could definitely be better than blind dude, dude, people. Dude, I, I swear you know when but you no. said that, it just blew my mind. I said I never seen blind people play basketball. Yeah, that well. but you, you know what's weird about sports is like, yeah. uh, like you know the speed. You know, and I don't I don't know if that's just because how like God you know makes people yeah. or whatever. But like white people don't have a lot of speed. Like in football, for example, oh, most of the white got a good point. Well, most of the white players are like yeah. the big fat guards. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Most. Of I agree. Them. There's I a agree. couple quarterbacks and I there's agree. a couple wide receivers. Sure, but not but running backs. You say? No, not at all. No. There's a, maybe a couple, no. but I mean, it's like no. sports is more for you know, yeah, uh, well, black people, and there's nothing wrong with they, that. That's awesome. They have but, a movie coming out about Jesse Owens, the sprinter that won won the Olympics uh-huh. in Berlin and ran, the, you know, ran and won the race in front of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And you know, obviously there was a black man. Adolf Hitler was a, a white guy, and he was standing there. And Adolf Hitler was freaked out. He said that guy wasn't supposed to win. Yeah, we just got a a thing that we're off air, a tweet. I don't know why. But... Uh, a tweet? You mean nobody hears this part? Well, I don't know. Whatever. There. There's an iTunes thing. It doesn't matter. The show was over when Mike, uh, when the when Brittany uh, asked me to be her Valentine's. You were uh, telling people about uh, our year. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah. So our year, our year was awesome. I'm Very at, much so. I'm really gonna miss season we should, two. We should have a little little uh, party. Party. I also want to give a thank out to Ron, our who's going to be a producer for season three. He's going to help get yes. sponsors. Yes. And Ron does all these uh, Facebook things, yeah. and he's, he's awesome. a great guy. I, yeah. know, I want to meet him. He has a lot of talk on Facebook. Yeah. Well, Alan Lee, what yeah. are your plans for the summer before we head out? Uh, well, you mean for the next uh, month or so, I'm going to be uh, doing whatever I can to uh, improve my stand-up, and I, I hope to get on a show that I was already on. And uh, I will be at the Ha Ha Cafe, uh, usually uh, at their open mic, Mm-hmm. with other comics. I'm going to be hanging out there if anyone wants to come by and buy me a drink. 
Uh, it will be at the, hap- at the HaHa Cafe in North Hollywood, the comedy club. And I just swing by on Saturday at about 7 o'clock. I'll be sitting on a stool there. And uh, you'll catch me either on the stool or on stage. All right. Well, guys, I'm Keith Reza. I'm going to yeah. be doing the stand-up comedy. And then we'll be back for season three uh, sometime to in the settle. summertime. And we'll write some jokes yeah. for rifting. But, yeah. yeah, let's give it up one more time for Mike Young, guys. See his yes. movie. It's called A Stand-Up Guys, right? And it opens uh, it's with Bob Saget. Yeah. A stand-up guy. I'm sorry, with Bob Saget. With Bob Saget and, and uh, uh, opens Michael Rappaport. On, it opens on Tuesday. Tuesday. And also go see Mike at the Bray Improv with Bob Saget at the end of February. At the end of February. And follow Mike Young on Twitter at the Real Mike Young. Uh, I'm good. Keith Reza with my trusty sidekick. Alan Lee. And uh, we're saying see you next year, guys. Thank you, everyone. That was fun, man. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation 
on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.